Welcome to the Park Road Podcast for March 30th, 2014. Today's podcast is a sermon given by Amy Jacks Dean, co-pastor with Russ Dean at Park Road Baptist Church. Her sermon is entitled, The Paradox of Plenty. Catherine Zello wanted me to make sure that you knew that in the community center was her birthday cake and that that would counter all the apples and grapes and carrots in the narthex. So, let us celebrate a birthday leftovers in the community center where you can simultaneously run up and down the court and shoot basketball while eating the birthday cake, perhaps. And the text from Corinthians gave me a choice, food or fornication. I chose food. How did I get gluttony? Seriously, clearly I drew the short straw. It seems almost laughable that I'm the one to speak to anyone about health. While I certainly don't consider myself extraordinarily unhealthy, and for the most part I have spent my life as the picture of health, but I am not immune to all the body image issues that plague most women and the resulting physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual ramifications that come with this. Men, perhaps you suffer from the same plight. I don't know. But I can say that I certainly know plenty of women, myself included, who have issues with food and body image and the mental and physical unhealth that accompany these issues. Our culture's addiction to the skinny, perfect body in a fast food culture where stress eating is an obsession is enough to make us feel less than healthy emotionally, if not physically. So say the word gluttony and all kinds of emotions rise to the surface for me. We are living in a paradox around this issue. In a world where the diet industry is a multi-million dollar business, yes, even Christians have gotten in on that. There are Christian diet loss, weight loss plans. So in a world where the diet industry is multi-million dollar business, while some children starve to death because they don't have enough to eat, is simply mind-boggling, isn't it? Not only does it not make sense, it is wrong. But do tell me how forcing children to belong to the Clean Plate Club has ever had anything to do with the starving children in China. In a culture where we are dying of obesity, with all the side diseases and complications that accompany it, we are also dying of eating disorders. It doesn't make sense. There is plenty, more than enough, but our distribution system is off kilter. 
and our obsessions are killing us. Those of us who have plenty and our obsessions are killing them, those who don't have enough. And we live in a society that has an obsession with food. So you mention gluttony and we get a bit unnerved. We only have three good years with Jesus, really. A little bit of his birth, a scene from his childhood, and then his approximate three-year ministry. That's all we've got. And I'm struck by how often food is involved in the time that he gave us. We hear of him eating with tax collectors and sinners. He tells Zacchaeus to come down from that tree so he can go to his house today. He can go to his house today. And don't you know there was food involved when they got there? Water is turned into wine at a wedding banquet. A last supper is served where bread and wine would be the very way we would remember him forever. And then there's the loaves and fishes. Need I say more? Many of the religious zealots accused Jesus of being a glutton and a wine-bibber, calling into question his eating habits. Makes me wonder, was Jesus a bit obsessed with food too? I have experienced this paradox of plenty as an American in Cuba. It was about six or seven years ago on one of the trips. I attended and someone in our group was asking me about a detox plan that I had tried. I've actually done it four times. Ten days without eating. Ten days of some pretty intense cleansing of the system. I did it to lose weight, I'm not going to lie. But I'm more than to lose weight, I did it to feel better. And I did. I did it to try and be more healthy. It made sense to me in my culture, but I regretted being asked about it in front of Eurelis, the female minister of our sister church. When they mentioned the detox program, she asked me more about it than I wanted to say. First of all, how does one even talk about detoxing to a woman who often doesn't have enough to eat? It simply did not translate. And I'm not just talking about a Spanish-English language barrier. How could I explain to her that I paid money, more money, not to eat? The bottle of maple syrup that you pour into this concoction that's about this big costs $30. How do I explain to her that I paid money not to eat when she doesn't have enough money to buy food for her family so that they have three square meals a day? A paradox of plenty indeed. And you want me to talk about gluttony and health? I think I'm in over my head. 
And then I found an article written by Mary Louise Bringle. It is entitled, Eating Well, Seven Paradoxes of Plenty. And she says that the very first paradox says that eating well should properly be understood as both pleasure and restraint. She says that drawing upon the guidance of traditional Christian moral theologians, we are intended to delight in the good gifts of creation, of our own bodies even, and also to steward them with care. I love that. To delight in our bodies and to steward them with care. And she draws on the word temperance to be our guide. She says temperance, whose roots relate not to abstinence, as various temperance movements have misled us into thinking, but to the word tempus or timing. Recognizing that there are times to feast and times to fast, times to be hungry and times to be full, times to be concerned with feeding ourselves healthfully and joyously, and times to be concerned about feeding our neighbors as ourselves. She says, as it turns out, that eating, which seems a most personal act, is rife with political implications. In an economy of scarcity, we would simply eat what was available when it was available, concerned not so much with eating well as much as just eating at all. But we don't live in a land of scarcity. We live in a land of way more than enough, a land of plenty, and yet even in our land of abundance, nearly 12% of households continue to be food insecure. Just go to a loaves and fishes pantry if you do not believe me. To be food insecure means regularly lacking enough food resources to meet basic dietary needs, running out of food, especially toward the end of the month, and eating a poor quality and unbalanced meals, creating the seeming disparity that some of the physically fattest among us are in fact the most ill-fed. How can we live in a land of plenty and we spend our mission dollars and people power to once a month pack backpacks for Sedgefield Elementary so that those children will have enough food on the weekends when they don't get free and reduced breakfast and lunch at school, that they will have enough to make it through Saturday and Sunday until they can come back to breakfast on Monday. That's not Cuba. That's five streets behind us. In the early centuries of Christianity, people undertook fasts so that the food stuff might be saved up to help feed their neighbors as themselves. In the 21st century United States, we rather undertake expensive diets to compensate for our high processed food, low exercise lifestyles, all the while 14 million children lack the resources that would keep them from going to bed hungry every night. 
It is a paradox of plenty. And I could go on and on. But the issue of health isn't just about food. It's about our insatiable desires for more. We aren't just gluttonous with our food. It would seem that many folks are not prone toward moderation. And we often fail at finding balance. Just look at our culture's obsession with work and play. Another paradox of plenty. Just when we feel we are going over the edge with stress at work, we do extreme things to alleviate those stressors with high-priced leisure. We, as a culture, have a tendency to go from one extreme to the other, rarely finding much middle ground. This is not the healthy way. Maybe food is not your issue. Maybe it's something else that causes you to be less than your healthiest self. If that is true, then maybe gluttony is really just the inability to say enough. Enough with regards to food. Enough with regards to alcohol. Enough with regards to money. Enough with regards to stuff. Enough with regards to stress. Enough work. Enough technology. Enough power. We are gluttons. And it is our punishment when we cannot say enough. The call of our faith, then, is to cultivate a discipline and self-control that can both recognize, say, and mean enough, enough. Eugene Peterson reinterprets this first verse from Corinthians that Russ read earlier. You may say, I'm allowed to do anything, but I reply, not everything's good for you. And even though I'm allowed to do anything, I must not become a slave to anything. And the story of Daniel points to something way beyond what food was better to eat. Daniel points to God always. Faithfulness and attentiveness to being in relationship with God was Daniel's motivation. I told you that I wondered if Jesus had some food issues as much as he talked about it. But it wasn't just food events that drove him. He spoke of hungering and thirsting for righteousness. Hungering and thirsting for right living, just living, moral living, healthy living. We should be hungering and thirsting for this in the midst of our paradox of plenty where most everyone suffers from unhealth in some form or another.
if I can take you back to Cuba, in a land of not nearly enough, when we arrive, it is one feast after another. And when we leave, they barely scrape by again. But while we are together, the kingdom comes, and it is like a great banquet, a banquet of the best black beans and rice, plantains and yucca, and lettuce and tomato, and always flan for dessert. And every single time around every single table, my faith is strengthened. May it be so in the land of these United States as well, where there is plenty. That when we feast, we feast together. And when we fast, we fast together, knowing that our health is dependent upon the health of all, our neighbor and ourselves. Gluttons and wine-bibbers, yeah, I'm talking about you. We must learn when enough is enough. May it be so. Thanks for listening today. We invite you to learn more about Park Road at parkroadbaptist.org. Park Road is a progressive faith community located in Charlotte, North Carolina, encouraging independent thought, community service, social justice, and interfaith understanding. Grace and peace to you.